0: We're talking with Ray Montaigne backstage at Merrill Auditorium on 98.9 WCLZ. When you first got into the music business, you were thinking of being a songwriter. I think I read that somewhere that you thought maybe you'd be a songwriter to augment your income or something like well, that. Well, I
1: thought that was, that seemed the most, um, well, first of all, I didn't think I would ever make a living at it. I never intended to. But as opportunities came in or started to, you know, um, uh, present themselves to me, it was just one step at a time, you know. And the first opportunity really was to uh, to possibly write songs for other people, you mm-hmm. know, through a, through my publisher. And I thought that was, you know, I, I figured that's probably as far as it would go, and, um, and I would have been grateful with that, really. What happened? Uh, I think what happened was that the performances were compelling. Mm-hmm. And I think it became pretty clear that... It was gonna have to be a package deal, damn it. And you know, I think <laughs> I think it just I I think it was just uh, I don't think you could separate the songs from me. Um, I wish that weren't the case, or at least I did in the beginning. I wished that weren't the case. Now I'm you know, I am fine with that now. But um at the time it was um I wasn't very happy with that.
0: I can't picture somebody else singing your song. I mean I've heard people yeah, sing that's your the songs. Problem.
1: But yeah, that's that's the problem, you yeah. know.
0: They, they don't sound quite right they don't
1: sound quite <laughs> right
0: <laughs> it's like someone singing joni mitchell songs you know some you, people do it but they don't sound yeah you can't really do
1: that yeah. can you
0: and and so i think the last time we talked with you 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 were saying that you were enjoying doing the you that you like doing the sheds and the arenas better w- than doing mm-hmm. the intimate shows but mm-hmm. now you last fall you started the uh, i think it was last yeah, fall we the started the tour y- yeah.
1: yeah and that really was because um I was really sparked because I went to see... We were on a Shed tour. It was uh, the big, you know, big shows, uh, loud shows. And by loud, I just mean everything Mm -hmm. is loud. The the space is loud Mm -hmm. and the crowds are loud and everything's loud. But um, um, on a night off, we went to see Wilco at the Bowery. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, it was the Bowery. They were doing a few nights there. And, um, you know, and that's really small, intimate. And I love Wilco. Mm -hmm. And it was just the best Mm -hmm. and i was a listener you know i was in the audience i was watching the show loving everything about it um i could see them i could hear them and i just i remember walking away very clearly from that thinking that's why people love small shows that's why because that's how it makes it's just it's just a it's just an entirely different thing you know Mm. um and i really enjoyed it and um and I also, you know, um, you know, I started running into John Moore. John, mm. obviously the bass player from right. Wilco, and I saw him there that night. And that's when it kind of started to happen. You, know,
0: I you talked to him about Yeah, doing I talked to him about doing some
1: things and um, stole their lighting designer on the same night as well. He's here tonight with a beautiful set. The set was beautiful that night at the Wilco show, absolutely beautiful. So, you know, I'm no dummy. So <laughs> I grabbed him that very night and John. Mm, yeah. so, and, and we've been doing stuff since um, which is really fun
0: I saw you here uh, several years ago with the rustic overtones horns, the rustic horns here at Merrill Auditorium mm. and, uh, so this remember. is not your first time playing here
1: no, I have been here before mm-hmm. yes, a couple times, but it's really a blur, Yeah, I was up there just, just a little while ago walking around thinking it just doesn't, um, for some reason this just is not ringing a bell huh. I, don't, I mean I know I've been here, it doesn't look the same as I remembered it
0: well, you must have a lot of things that feel like a blur. You go so many places and do so many things. How how do certain things stick in your consciousness?
1: Oh, it just, you know, it's just a blur. Mm-hmm. It really is, Yeah, you know.
0: But that living your life so. in a blur doesn't seem like a very appealing way to live. Well,
1: you know, once I get home, it's a, it's a different thing, you know. You, you I can reground myself and I turn everything off and... Um, it's very quiet and it's very peaceful And um, but yeah it's you know it's I work a lot Do you like performing? I do when it's going well I do when it's going well and when that when the circle is happening when, when the energy that you're giving is being returned to you when you can feel that circle happening that's really nice and, and when you can hear everything really well and um, if I can hear everything well then I can do what I know I can do and sometimes I'll hit something and I'll walk away that night thinking oh it was nice I was able to hit this little thing or Mm -hmm. I don't know it's the small things really yeah like all of life it's just little things make the difference you do your writing at home oh yes are you always writing Um, I collect you know I collect melodies here and there you know whenever they come to me I I get them down but um, but when it comes down to work it's always at home yeah. yeah
0: And so the melodies come first.
1: Oh yes, yeah, mm-hmm. always. You know, at this point, I just they just write themselves. I just let them tell me what they want to be. I mean, it's not to to um, to discount the work, but at this point in my, I feel like I, I'm at a point where I don't I don't really th- I don't really think about it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just I'm, I I know how to just let them tell me what they want to be.